0: It was uh, the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of the confluence of the Snake, Yakima, and Columbia rivers. It was the age of Benton and Franklin counties. It was the season of Richland. It was the season of Kennewick. It was the season of Pasco. A tale of Tri-Cities. It was the epoch of Hanford. Will not be presented at this time. It was the area code of 509. In order to bring you the following special podcast. It was when Dick Sporting Goods opened in Columbia Center Mall. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. Hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Me, You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Here? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time.
1: I know this is getting to be hackneyed. I want to stop doing it, but I always feel compelled as we do these podcasts to place them somewhere in time. And uh, so I th- think it's worth mentioning when uh, people of some note pass off this mortal coil. I think it's worth uh, mentioning it at least. I think
2: that's nice. Yeah, and, maybe, and that's why maybe maybe when we pass off, people will mention. Yeah, I hope someone will be, uh, Won't <laughs> well, be us. Maybe not.
1: Um, That'll be the day, though, and probably not very far from now, where you will lead off by saying, and I'm Lisa Foster, and Pat, you might notice Pat's not with us today, and I am bummed out well, about it.
2: Here's some songs he did. <laughs> and, okay, bye bye let move on.
1: All joking aside, though, Lisa, yeah. uh, this guy was, uh, a lot of people pilloried him, they, they mocked him, they said he sucked. Uh, But uh, he was huge. He had big hits. Michael Bolton, who just days from turning 68 years old, has uh, has passed on. And uh, you know, he he got his fair fair share of critics. Some people thought he went way over the top and and overdid his singing and all of that stuff. And yeah. I, I don't know. I guess when you're really successful, people will put you down. But uh,
2: I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to inter- I don't want to interrupt you here. No, Are go you ahead. You probably have
1: some thoughts right? about the late Michael Bolton yourself.
2: Well, I just, mm-hmm. just was checking that because I, you know, I like to add in some thing facts about them. Yeah. I, yeah. I do not see anything on the internet, Pat. Oh my! There's
1: got to be stuff on might... the internet. He was famous, of course. No, I know. But Especially nothing Especially if he that passes says... away like this, he would be.
2: No, yeah. But there's nothing and then that people says he's... Always
1: said that he sucked mm. and stuff. And I mean, that's yeah. not that's no kind of a, a, a eulogy for somebody. What?
2: He's not dead, dude. He's hmm? alive. He's not, I don't know where got you got your information. I think you better check your sources. I think you better check your sources. Okay, hang on. Let me check my sources. Go look it up. Are you spelling it right? Sources, Michael of Bolton. Sources, of course, of
1: course. Yeah, B O B O L T O N right? T O N. Yeah. Oh What's wait that? a minute. Oh, this is a guy named Michael Bolten, B-O-L-T-E-N. And he was a stevedore from Caldwell, Idaho.
2: Yeah, so Michael Bolton, the mm. singer, is alive. He is, he's alive. So, that was not, those were some nice things you said about him, though. But oh, no. You know, the
1: fact of the matter is, he sucks. When a man loves a woman. <laughs> uh, I do.
2: You think he was way over the top with yeah. his singing. What a, dumb,
1: what a dumb bit that was. <laughs> um, but I do, I do want to mention, um, thank no, you for very, playing very along well. with this. That went very business.
2: well, though, I thought. For oh, yeah, it really it did. It
1: really did. <laughs> um, I, I will tell you one Michael Bolton story, and maybe this is, um hardened my opinion of him unfairly. Really?
2: Because I think he's fine. I don't know do why it? everybody's so mad I at him. I guess he's
1: fine. Sure. I mean, yeah. he, when people show up uh, and pay money to hear you, you're doing something right. Nobody's
2: right? showing up and paying money to hear me, so no, no, there you I, go. I,
1: I can't pack in a, uh, you know, 4 year old <laughs> with free with free candy. They won't come in. Uh, so but, what's uh, the story? Well, the, the, what I was going to say is that I, anytime I do. Uh, uh, an event where I introduce a singer or, um, you know, that kind of thing. And I've done that over over the years. I've been lucky enough to be called on to do that. I'll come out and do a few jokes and that stuff. And then now here is fill in the blank.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: one of my favorite hobbies is as we're backstage, I love talking to the sound guys who who usually have done a million concerts. They're the guys in charge of the sound system they get the microphones ready they do the sound checks and all that kind of stuff and um so i was asking a guy it was actually uh, just prior to um a, uh, I can't remember who it was but i said who was who tell me some stories some scandalous stories and he said well <laughs> i'll tell you about michael bolton i said oh yeah well what about him well <coughs> excuse me one time he um he was doing uh, concerts in Mexico. He's doing two consecutive nights of concerts in Mexico City. I said, "Yeah." So we flew out of Houston, and he goes down there for the first night, and he does uh, his concert. And then, you know, all the rest of us were going to stay at a hotel there in Mexico City. And I said, "So, Michael, uh, are you staying in the same hotel we're staying in?" He said, "Are you kidding me? I'm not staying in this dump." I'm flying back to Houston tonight, and I'll fly back tomorrow for the second concert. I ain't what? staying in Mexico.
2: Oh my god! And so
1: he got on a plane, flew back, and then he flew back the next day. Now, maybe I'm that's a jerk. maybe that's not so bad. But it, the, but the takeaway for the sound guy was this guy was kind of a jerk, yeah, kind of a, a little know, bit elitist, elitist jerk. Yeah, yeah. But it could be just a made-up story, and maybe yeah, he true. maybe he had reasons for not staying there. You know, maybe that's
2: true. There are two, they say there's two sides to every story or more. Yeah, so. and when
1: you're a celebrity, people are going to be out to get you anyway. They always yeah. want to get dirt on you. You know that better than most.
2: No kidding. Some of the stuff <laughs> they've said God. about
1: you over the years. Is just, I know. It's just terrible.
2: Most and, of it's true, but yeah, it's But that right. doesn't
1: mean it should be retold. Right. Just the same. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of the King of Salsa?
2: uh the king of salsa like the chip dip like i assume so salsa yeah like eating like jarred salsa or the salsa dance
1: i don't care if you're eating if i'm eating any condiment whether i'm eating salsa mayonnaise ketchup i always spill it on my shirt (laughs) and and the reason i do it is intentional because my mom says always wear a condiment but but the king of salsa was actually a guy named johnny pacheco and this is a real uh, passing. He was 85 years old. This I've is,
2: never heard of him. Is he a a, a singer?
1: Uh, he, was, he was. He. He played all kinds of different instruments. Th- this is oh, him okay. we're listening to now. Oh, all right. And, and uh, as much he didn't invent the sound of salsa, but he uh, he. Uh, let's just put it this way. He didn't. He wasn't the first wagon train west, but uh, he was. Uh, he was the most associated with the sound of salsa and
2: uh, and i think it's interesting that so- salsa is both a food and and a music style i don't know of any other with the exception of pop pop would be the only other <laughs> yeah, food that's... item and music item but i can't i don't know why my head just went there maybe Some... because this music bores me this Some... is boring
1: me oh no it's wonderful it's No, it's not Uh, it, the other, the other, uh, of course, is relish. A lot of players, musicians, <laughs> play with relish.
2: Uh, so hey, that, I guess there is a connection. True. The more you think about it, <laughs> that is true. So hey, that's also, that's all I
1: got. That's all I got from music passings.
2: I know you uh, are. I can't believe you don't know about this guy. Hold on, let me pull him back up here. This guy passed away. I knew you. I know since you're since we started. No, this maybe that's a, why I hadn't heard of last you. week. Oh, not last week. <laughs> yeah. This guy, I know you're a big hip hop fan. (laughs) Even your hip hop music, just, you know. But this is the, this is Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys. Growing
0: up in the East where life was nothing to be frightened on.
2: A stouty nosed kid always getting something wrong. A little hood, shoelaces, a dragon hat. Remember the Fat Boys? Uh,
1: I believe that was the um, original defensive line for the Seattle Seahawks in their first season.
2: <laughs> no, but this guy, these guys came out in the '80s, and um, oh, yeah, these guys came out in the '80s and were kind of the first. They burst onto the scene back in the '80s, and this guy was fifty, just fifty-two years old. He just Prince Marky D. What a great name! I think boys. I think
1: as a, for a rap artist, it would be really hard to get life insurance. I mean, these guys, no kidding, for that's a really reasons, good point. Seem to check out early. They either yep. get shot or
2: yeah, uh, or just croak, or just over. croak,
1: or fall off a cliff or something, or trip and and fall on the drummer's, <laughs> and cut themselves on his cymbal. Well, this I, guy I don't know.
2: was was fat. This guy was fat, so there's something okay. there. Well, there's so that. I don't know. Yeah. But also, I wanted to tell you. You yeah. probably already know this—that this guy wasn't a musician, but he was probably the biggest smut peddler in the universe. Larry Flint. Larry Flint. Yeah, that's right. So my dogs oh, hate him. Get every your... time I every time I say that name, they go bananas.
1: Yeah, it's like Frau Blucher. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. I am Frau Blucher. <laughs> But Boy, uh, they they
1: really didn't like they learn, don't did like they? don't
2: say his name again, they'll yeah. keep barking, they don't well, like well he it
1: tested though. the limits of the first amendment that's that's for sure,
2: yeah, absolutely uh, he did
1: it, you never appeared in his magazine, did you um what was his magazine I, to,
2: I don't remember if Hustler, I did or Hustler, not Hustler, i was that was it. I was in a lot of them, but I don't know if I was in that one, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He, yeah, uh,
1: there was a movie, The People versus Larry Flynn.
2: You got a real naked woman there, okay? A beautiful girl. Thank you, Mr. Flynn.
1: Just shoot her. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Uh, great movie. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he did a great Really job good in movie. The movie. And he was actually played he was a he was a cameo. He played a judge. Larry Flint had a cameo in that movie. Well for <laughs> gosh <laughs> sakes, I didn't know Shut. that. I didn't remember that. Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> um but here I was reading his 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 obit, and I thought, God, this guy. He had he lived in Beverly Hills and he he'd get around because somebody shot him because they were some white yeah. supremacist shot him because he had an interracial um, spread in his magazine so the white supremacist was like that's just not right pa-pow, papal pow so of course now Larry Flint's um, in a wheelchair but he had an eighty five thousand dollar gold plated wheelchair is <laughs> what he used to get around in isn't that crazy wow it yeah is. It yeah is. yeah. So anyway,
1: yeah, you know, uh, the other th- the other uh, one and then we'll get on to something else I hope. But um, because both in you and I uh, you and I were denizens of radio uh, for at least a short time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've gotten a couple of questions from people like we would be experts or be expected to have an opinion mm-hmm. about Rush Limbaugh who also just died uh, shortly in the days before we're doing this podcast. Well, oh,
0: Ms. Fluke. And the rest of you feminazis, here's the deal. If we are going to pay for your contraceptives, and thus pay for you to have sex, we want something for it. And I'll tell you
1: what it is. We want you to post the videos online so we can all watch. And, um, I, uh, you you know, that's why I was doing that little bit about, uh, about uh, Michael Bolton at the beginning, because people always say nice things about people once they've passed, or generally speaking. But I, I can't think of a lot of great things to say about Limbaugh. But I also am of two minds. I can, I can separate the guy's uh, radio talents from, from the kind of hateful—not kind of—it was hateful uh, bigotry, and and certainly, the guy was no a friend of women generally speaking uh on the radio and and he traded in that sort of thing mm-hmm. and for years and years i told a friend of mine i said hey here's what you do if you want to get into radio you you uh you make you make fun of people who have disabilities mm-hmm you uh display bigotry uh, against people of other ethnic uh other ethnicities mm-hmm. uh you mock women mm-hmm. uh you make fun of of a president's ten year old daughter mm-hmm. uh, who you compare to looking like a dog
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and then what will you get for your trouble the presidential Medal of freedom that's what you'll receive <laughs> correct and it's absurd.
2: and people are now saying that they sh- the republicans want to lower the flags to half mast
1: oh please for- please
2: <laughs> in his honor honoring hate and a uh, just divisiveness. I, I still cannot get my head around why people think that is a good thing, but some people think it's a good thing. They think yeah. it's a good thing that he said those things, and oh, he's yeah, just I saying know. what we're afraid to say. Well, you shouldn't even be thinking them in the first place, because it's just, you're. don't be an awful human being. It's hard enough to try to be Um, a decent person day to day. There's days where I just want to smack the shit out of people in the grocery store, but I don't, but I, (laughs) I mean, it's hard. It's not what the police It's hard to keep your act together sometimes. So that's hard enough, but then to actually go around and just be a jerk um, on purpose is yeah. uh, I don't understand why people applaud that. I don't get yeah. that. I don't get it. Yeah,
1: I, I I know, but I mean, and certainly his First Amendment gives him the right to say stuff like that. And you know, and yeah. I would be the first to say, well, I'm not. Gonna, I wouldn't take him off the air for what he says. Oh heavens no. But I sure don't. But I sure don't listen to yeah. him. Yeah, and I don't but celebrate
2: I, and, it either. So and
1: that so many people did listen to him uh, is kind of a sad commentary, personally to me, about where people's heads are mm-hmm. these days. And it's only. It's only gotten and getting worse. You could you could argue, yeah. But I said I was in, of two minds about him, and the the other part of it is, and and I hear from uh, old radio guys, and the overwhelming majority of the old radio guys admire him, not because of what he talked about, but because he was so successful. I think every sure radio guy wants to get rich and get famous and and, and have a huge amount of listeners, and he had all of that. Mm-hmm. But but I, on those occasions, especially early earlier when he was not as well known, I thought he was a really, really good storyteller. And to and to me that's what radio can do so well. I did too. Get a, you get somebody on there who can tell a good tale uh and and that's good right ra- that's good radio to me my first, where he veered off from there my, yeah my go ahead my
2: first on air job was in sacramento california <laughs> mm-hmm. i was the weekend traffic reporter and my first job was on his flagship station of uh k oh, is KFBK. That right? huh. and i yeah. i did i listened to him and i i agree and i actually had that on my bio on my website until things sort of went sideways with him and I took his name off my I, I I just said I don't want to be associated with somebody who who spreads hate and division and and has a vile attitude just is a vile Yeah, person. that's why
1: you that's why you you and I split up uh, <laughs> well that's true our radio and then you show, because you couldn't yeah you couldn't take my stuff yeah and then longer. you
2: cleaned yeah. up and I came back so see how yeah. that happens and then
1: you you would always talk about how you're you're you you traded in a lot of hate yourself you, <laughs> you hated uh, spiders i remember I did. and you hated uh, rats I did. and mice I yeah i did hate
2: uh-huh. spiders which reminds me of which reminds me of a story but i'll tell you that in a minute <laughs> okay. okay don't forget write I it won. down I, won, I got it
1: um, so i i did i thought he was a great radio entertainer yeah. when he was talking about when he was being entertained, yeah, I, I don't, I never found the the other stuff at all no, entertaining, and not I not at all. I always wished he w- wouldn't have gone there, but on the other hand, he probably figured, well, just being a regular guy talking about regular stuff isn't getting me anywhere, so I'll find a niche, right? And he kind of opened the door for this whole spate of uh, right wing or or kind of trading and fear mongering and sometimes hate. Mm-hmm uh talk radio hosts some of whom you know you and I both know mm-hmm. i mean they they didn't think of doing that kind of radio until he mm-hmm. came along exactly so i mean I, I guess he's a hero to certain people like that cuz uh, many of them have done quite well f- for themselves uh, i just, trading in the same stuff i just stuff.
2: don't want to sound holier than thou but i just feel <laughs> like really yeah. is money that important that you would just sacrifice character and decency for for that i just
1: I think you know the I know, answer to but that. It just, but, it, it's yeah.
2: very annoying, and 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 I mean, I'm sure I have my price for for certain things too. So I don't want to be sounding like what is it? <laughs> One hey, what, million what is your price, dollars. By
1: the way, oh dang I can't afford that.
2: <laughs> One million dollars, and I would, will... uh, yeah. But it is interesting too that there's. It's mainly a male. This is a ma- very male-dominated genre in radio. Oh yeah. There, oh yeah. There are those women on Fox News TV who have their pundit shows that are that sort of trade in this vileness too. But you don't find any female radio hosts that are doing that. So what is that? I don't know. That's a stupid question. But what is that?
1: Well, I don't know. I maybe I, I, I could I guess find a
2: niche. Maybe I should. Hmm.
1: You know, it's interesting though, Lisa. There, I cannot think of well anyone approaching at least the monetary success of Rush Limbaugh that espouses more liberal or progressive points of view on the radio. There are a few practitioners, but they're they're not household names like Limbaugh and Sean Hannity. Right. Are. And and that's always been curious to me. Why is it that particular? Uh, point of view that particular discipline of talk that is so successful, and you know there there, there have been progressive networks. I remember Al Franken had a show. There was uh, and there
2: was remember Air America Radio. They the, yeah that, that's, they, a, that's they what they I was They tried that of. and yeah. even and Rachel Maddow was actually a part of that. I just read her, that's her right. bio. That's right. uh, I, I was really fascinated by that because they just there was no there was no audience. People were like, well, this isn't provocative. It's just being nice. People are being nice and reasonable. Why on earth would we want to listen to that?
1: <laughs> maybe that maybe it's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. It always used to amuse me too over the years because we didn't we didn't do politics on our no.
0: show.
1: Hardly no. ever. Unless it just couldn't be avoided because it was the big news of the right. day. And yet I you know, and I you probably got this too. I would get words from people that said I was a jackass liberal <laughs> you know, bleeding heart. Yeah,
2: tree hugging, Birkenstock butt, wear, butthead. Butt <laughs> and,
1: and I get an equal number of them saying that I was a right wing wacko. Yeah. Uh, You know, so, I mean, it, it was funny that, that depending on your point of view, you read into things about people. I think that, uh, well, they expected us to have a, a lean, a leaning one way or the other. They wanted that. They expected it. They conflated The kind of radio we did with the kind of radio that populates the rest of AM radio, which is a lot of talk radio, frankly. Correct. Uh, There wasn't really; it didn't make sense for people who didn't have an axe to grind to be on the radio. Get them out of there. We don't. We don't need these people. Did we? Except for some nice listeners.
2: Did we have any? I can't even remember. Did we have any conservative uh, talk hosts on that station? On either one of those stations that we were on, or a three king. The buzz and well, when Cairo, I started, were there any conservative yeah. hosts on there?
1: Well, when I started on King, just before I started, uh, Limbaugh was uh, still a kind of a new thing. Oh,
2: he was on and, King. He was a
1: and he was on oh, King Radio. Okay. Uh, and, but then uh, the that. owners of the station, women who came from a family called the Bullets, uh, they decided uh, we 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 we'd get we'd can't have him on the air and they told the program director find somebody else we don't want to carry this kind of this hate spewing Mm -hmm. stuff and so they yanked him off the air here's an interesting thing you talked about that sacramento radio station a guy that became uh he wasn't my initial program director but he became uh the program director at King Radio when I was there, was a guy that had been a program director at that station you mentioned in Sacramento. KFBK. And his his resume noted that he had fired Rush Limbaugh. Really? From that station. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and, of course, to uh, depending on your point of view, he looked like an idiot for doing that. He didn't recognize great talent uh-huh. when he had it right in front of him. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, to other people, he was a hero. Ah, good for yeah. you. yeah. But, uh, wow, that's I, crazy. I, anyway, yeah, that's it is kind crazy. of crazy. This is a small world, like any other business, I guess. Yeah, you're going to cross paths with people eventually, or find their residue. Would you? And believe you <laughs> and me, we left plenty <laughs> yeah, of residue we behind. We did at the stations we worked.
2: I at. haven't asked you this in a while, but would you consider going back on radio on the air on radio radio? Yeah, you would. I think really? so.
1: I would. I just loved it so much. I, I, I did, and but maybe I lived in an unrealistic world because for the relatively short period of time that I got to be in radio, I just was lucky to line up with program directors who said, have at yeah. it. You know, you do do what you think is, is fun and funny and interesting, conversational. Uh, and for the most part, they, they dispensed little advice, uh, a little... Uh, little admonishment Uh, once in a while it it happened everybody has a misstep but i love the the freedom of that and and um i got to do some tv over the years too but radio is where it was at for me because it's so creative yeah yeah. you create you know the old theater of the mind cliche but it's true it's really true and that's why i go back to when i thought limbaugh was at his best telling stories that was good radio that was fun to listen to and i it didn't matter what your what your political persuasion. The was.
2: other thing is that it's, it's, just good it's radio. not scripted. Television is scripted. It's uh when you're yep. doing a television show it's 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 scripted for the most part. But radio, yeah, there's things and elements you had to have in there, but for the most part you didn't have a script that you needed to follow and you could just be right. yourself. That was the fun I think of working with you too, is that you, you just, you know, not only did the program directors get out of your way, but you were always kind enough to get out of everybody else's way, too. and let Well,
1: I, I think of myself as a very amiable person. And I uh, so if a program director felt strongly about something, I wasn't like the kind of guy that'd say, well, screw you. I'm going to do it what I want yeah. or I'm walking. Right, right, right. Uh, but I guess they liked, you know, what we did. It never, uh, it never. Ultimately, uh, and it something I sound like I'm a crybaby, but we never worked at a station that was uh, a full throttle locomotive. Yeah, we always, I know. we always started at stations that uh, didn't have uh, much oomph in the tank. Right. Well, and they so were we, often
2: brand new we, formats coming. We always came yeah. on, almost always came into a brand new format, so there was no heritage behind it, and no, I mean, it was like, oh God, okay. So yeah, getting our feet underneath us. I'm sorry, I sound like I'm complaining, but I am complaining a I little know, bit. And it does sound like, it does
1: sound whiny, but um, but on the other hand, that's why I think they they let us cut yeah, loose to do what true. we wanted because that's- because they thought, well, well, let's see what these people can do. Maybe they can find an audience mm-hmm. that we haven't been able and
2: to. And we do did, so by Cracky. We had thirty
1: at our peak. We did yeah, thirty. So. Although arguably opinion. there was one, uh, there was two sets. I think of Siamese twins. So whether you
2: count them as uh, one or
1: Count, well, yeah, that's four that's sets of ears, so that should be two. Yeah, I think so. I, I I've always felt that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I saw I ran across this little article uh, uh, somewhere, and it said how to tell identical twins apart. And it uh, <laughs> what it quotes it quotes an article.
2: Where did you see that? And why did you read it?
1: Well, it's, I sound uh, elitist, but it was in the New York Times magazine. <laughs> okay. And they quote a woman, I'm assuming it's a woman, named Darcy Peralt, who's an architect from Seattle. And she runs this Facebook group for parents of identical twins because she and her husband have a 12-year-old son and an identical twin. Uh, and then they have had identical twin girls a year late, uh, a year younger than him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll get this okay. out. So they, they decided, geez, we, we can't even tell them apart, especially when kids are little. You you, I mean, the twin babies. How do you tell them apart? So said, so we would write initials on the bottom of their feet.
2: Oh, that's a good idea,
1: at least initially. And then they started identifying. Their girls based on how much they weighed, or, or the personality, variations in maybe in their ear shape. Yeah, as they got older and started to speak, yeah. uh, for sure. But they say don't paint a baby's fingernails because they're going to suck on their hands and that won't last very long. You can color code the kids' clothing, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. But did you ever know a set of truly identical twins? I, I just always I, thought, God, I wish I had a, I know. a dead ringer I want to be Wouldn't a twin. Be
2: cool? I don't know. There's, yeah, I thought it'd be there's cool. There's something about twins. I remember going to school with a set of twins. I can't even remember their names right now. But they um, they were boys, and they weren't very good looking. You always make the assumption that twins are going to be cute. <laughs> and not all twins yeah. are cute.
1: Yeah, you're right about not that. Not all you twins do. are
2: very cute. So, yeah, they had the twin thing going for them, but they were twice as ugly. They just were not very good looking
1: so there you go i always had this idea for a story and maybe it has really happened in real life where from the from the get-go and all the way to the time they became young adults the parents kept getting them mixed up and they've and ultimately they really didn't know who was who and ultimately came to a place of saying well who cares who's who let's (laughs) just I mean, we're never going to figure it out. So, that, no, there, there's no su- such thing as an identical twin, just like there's no two snowflakes alike. But sometimes the differences can be maddeningly uh, hard to yeah. find. Uh, you can get, you can do things to make them look different, like you can change their hairstyles, or you know, they say don't ever bathe your little kids together until you can easily tell them apart nude. Oh my god, because uh, that's another. Always change. Uh, Diapers and feed the identical twins one after the other so you don't lose track of who's, you know, got poopy diapers and who doesn't.
2: I have two st- But
1: I always just thought, I thought it was, I just think twins are fascinating. I have two
2: sets of twins in my family. So my, oh, yeah, do you really? I have a Jacob and Tony are um, grown up now, but they're my cousin's children. And then my other cousin's children, just she had twin girls two uh, a year ago. So I do have two sets of twins in my family. But I would always, when I was watching Tony and Jacob, and if, I, I, I always had to say, which one are you? Which one are you? <laughs> and if they were in trouble, they would always say the other one's name. So it was just confusing after yeah. a while.
1: So it, it's, it's fascinating. And then uh, the, I guess the bottom line of the article I read is that you shouldn't exoticize identical twins make, show, make them feel to. and treat them like the it's, individuals that they are and i always wondered if i was a twin would i feel sort of short-changed uh, in the terms of being unique or uh, being viewed as unique since if this I guy didn't making... work out i got his <laughs> identical twin brother pete pete and pat i yeah. think
2: though that that makes you unique but i know what you're saying your individual uniqueness but i think yeah. that makes you unique that you are a twin um. Yeah. So,
1: And I think it would be fun to have a wingman or a wingwoman like that your whole mm-hmm. life, too. I think it would be hard to imagine, although I'm sure it does happen all the time, where twins...
2: Have a falling uh, out they, and they, hate they each other. They have a falling out yeah. and they don't
1: talk to each other for years. Yeah. It'd, it'd be kind of weird. Do you I, think I don't know. that
2: it would be hard? I just, i just I know Siamese twins are a thing, and I don't mean to get weird here, but, God, that would just be... If you're mad... <laughs> If you're mad at <laughs> no. it...
1: I want to be by myself if you don't mind.
2: <laughs> Just turn your head don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm I'm not touching you. Yes, you are. And you're touching the, me. And
1: for and forget about, you know, trying to be intimate with it. Oh my a,
2: god. And they do. Someone else. They do. The Siamese twins get married all the time. Every day.
1: Yeah. I think when you start out that way. I mean, it's not like you get to be eight years old and then you become a Siamese twin. You're,
2: <laughs> get you a yeah. Oh, my God, I've just thrown another human being on. <laughs> just, yeah. That, yeah, it's, it's
1: just an oddity. It feels it's weird. It's very yeah, odd. It very uh, and then, there, of course, there's this sort of more mystical aspect of twins where they can be, you know, a thousand miles yes, apart, but they both think exactly. of the same thing at the same time yeah. and they compare notes right. later. I remember Woody Allen used to mention... Uh, twins that w- w- one twin was taking a bath and then 10,000 miles away another twin became mysteriously clean. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. Hey, did you ever see yeah. the, I mean, then you, so twins are weird enough, but then you get into triplets and all that nonsense. Did you ever see that movie, that documentary that came out a couple of years ago called Three Identical Strangers? These kids were all separated at birth. All of them.
0: I wouldn't believe the story if someone else were telling it, but it's true every word of it it started when i went to college it was the first day of school all these people are coming up to me saying eddie how are you eddie hi i'm like my name's not eddie i don't know what you're talking about as soon as this guy turned around i knew it was eddie's double i said you're not gonna believe this you have a twin brother
1: oh my god
2: put it on your watch list it it will break your heart and it will fascinate you at the same time. They were-
1: What's it called again? Three
2: identical strangers. And the-
1: Oh, I've seen the, I've seen another documentary called Stuck on You. Have you seen that? Stuck
2: on you.
0: Got this feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose.
2: No, but this is a, this is an, this is a documentary that were adopted out as infants by separate parents, and the only reason hmm. that they found each other was because somebody knew somebody and said, "You look exactly like this other guy I know." I mean, they looked exactly alike, and that's how they all found each other. It's it's heartbreaking hmm. that they were even separated, but yeah, it rented. It's really good. It came out a couple of years ago. Three identical strangers. I may watch it again. Great.
1: I will. I will check yeah, it out. Really hey, I, here's a movie I just watched last night that. Uh, we, we mentioned these from time to time on this uh, most important podcast. It was called I Care A Lot.
2: <gasps> Rosamund Pike! Rosamund it? Pike! I'm gonna watch it tonight. Don't tell me. La la yeah. la la la.
1: Okay. It looks so All right.
2: good.
0: It's good. Mama Grayson, you've had amazing success. What's your secret? There is no secret, Peter. She forces them into the home, auctions off their house. And uses the proceeds
1: to pay herself. Because caring is my job. It is pretty good. It doesn't go the direction you think it's going to go. has got a little and I love Peter Dinklage.
2: I, I'm a huge fan of his since yeah. Game of Thrones, and I'm so thrilled he's in this. So yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah. I can't believe you said that. It's
1: not a it's not a perfect movie, but it's fun. And I really didn't know this actress Rosamund yeah, Pike, but she's She great. was in
2: Gone Girl. She w- did a great job in that movie with Ben Affleck. She, uh, yeah. uh yeah. A book adapted. I, I, I
1: remember she? the movie yeah. and I saw it, but I don't remember a yeah. thing about it. But she's really. Yeah, really good she's getting this, a so,
2: lot yeah. of buzz about this role. So yeah, good.
1: Yeah. It's fun. It's just a, it's a, just kind of a fun departure, absurd in some ways, but a little frightening uh, in others. So that's all I'll tell you about it. But you'll you'll like it. I think you'll like it. You should I'm like it. To you it. might like it. You might hate it. You might I'm go, looking blah, 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 blah. Uh That that's pretty good. Hey, I mentioned a moment ago. Mentioned Woody Allen, and there's an yeah, that's another, there's another series that's about to begin yep. on HBO. I, I think saw that. Uh, it's called Allen versus Farrell. Mm-hmm.
0: This is the story of two of the biggest
1: stars in the world.
0: The father is Woody Allen, writer, director, actor. The mother is Mia Farrow, his co-star and mother of his three children. Say hi. Hi. My family was really
2: close. Everybody wanted to know how this was going to end. Ready? There's so much misinformation doesn't matter what's true
1: what matters is what's believed and I just finished maybe six months ago reading Woody Allen had put a book out last year called apropos of nothing it's a lot about his career of course but it also uh, he goes into detail about this whole dust-up which is which is pretty putting it pretty mildly between him, Mia Farrow, the accusations against Alan that he uh, was inappropriate with their, their their kids, or at least one of the kids. Mm-hmm. And then of course he marries uh, Sun Yi, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I I don't I don't know. I came away from his book sympathetic to him and intending to believe his side of the story mm-hmm. uh, but then of course it is him telling the story sure. there's no way to know for sure i suppose but mia farrell um seems like uh, she's a little loopy
2: i've heard that i'm i'm tending to yeah. agree with you and i i'm very uh sensitive about uh abuse stories as you know yeah. and abusers yeah. and abusees i had not a great childhood myself so i tend to my own emotions tend to sort of flood in me when i even hear allegations but i yeah, and
1: it always drives women crazy when they are the ones that are going to be least believed
2: correct you know and and so <laughs> correct
1: and so and so i i say what i said about woody allen uh cautiously right and there's I, probably I there's probably
2: truths on both sides there is never one ma- ma- major truth and one major lie there just isn't there cannot be in 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 all of these stories but um i, I find it interesting that you know things like uh, Sun Yi wasn't even Sun Yi was his daughter Mia Farrow was married to someone else when they adopted Sun Yi and she right. didn't even live Preben, she didn't even live yeah. in the same house as they did it was very interesting I'm not I'm again I'm not uh, condoning it but people make it sound like he was very predatory towards her on a daily basis under his roof. In fact, Mia Farrow and, and, and Woody Allen didn't even share a home. He didn't want kids.
1: Right. They never did she share a home. She wanted they, the kids. He, he, he
2: wanted to make films. And though they had two separate... Walking distance yeah, between exactly. their two
1: places. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's uh, kind of startling. And he, of course, they were famous item for a long time. Yeah. She was mm. in a lot of his movies. and yeah. uh, Anyway, I think this series might be pretty interesting. It's a four-parter... On HBO. I
2: don't get HBO, uh, so I'm not gonna be able to watch you it. You don't understand. No, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Because <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> there's oh. another documentary. I wanted to watch the Britney Spears documentary, but I don't. I don't. Britney Spears. I don't get um, Hulu. Oh, now, there's. You know, you could have every streaming. So you could have Disney You could have. I mean, you could spend a fortune on streaming services.
1: Um, yeah, I know. If you had them I'm all, they're, trying to, ton,
2: I mean, you could spend a hundred.
1: Well, I would love. The, uh, Hamilton is on uh, the uh, the stage play is on Disney. <laughs> yeah, I believe. Disney. And so I'm trying to figure out a way to get Disney just long to enough watch. to watch that,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And then
1: and then pull the plug because you're right. If you if you had an endless supply of funds, uh, that would be one thing, right? But even then, you can't watch you all can't. this You can't. I have stuff.
2: Amazon and I have Netflix, and there's still, my watch list is a mile deep on each one of them. So if I added Hulu and Disney and HBO Max and Paramount Plus is coming out with a streaming service, and it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, it's
1: crazy, I, crazy. I tell you. It's crazy. Oh, look, before we leave, I want to, uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to you, because uh, if this was a football game. We would say that you are playing hurt.
2: I am playing, hurt.
1: and uh, and I admire and that. Be- no, yeah, don't tell-
2: admire tell- it. I'm being a big baby about it. Oh well, no, baby.
1: you're not a big enough baby that you you didn't get yourself hurt. So you're we literally hurt. So
2: who? How much snow did you get there in Bend, Oregon? So we're as of this ta- podcast. Well,
1: we- it depends on how you measure it. If you measure <laughs> it straight across miles and miles of it, but uh, I
2: never thought probably of that. total
1: probably a total of a foot. Yeah, but this is not all once right and over time so
2: we got yeah. it all at once in seattle last weekend we got almost a foot I heard of snow that, yeah. and i mean it was beautiful and i work from home and it's fine but the problem is the snow's almost a foot tall so are my dogs and my dogs when i when i opened the door on saturday morning they looked at the snow and they looked at me and said what would you like us to do here and I said ah oh, for crying out loud all right I'm gonna have to shovel a path for you guys to go out and go potty yeah, so that's
1: what I, I used to. yes yeah, so, I mean we've had snow uh, of uh, you know several feet I know that's what I and I have to go make a little, a
2: little...
1: pathway <laughs> a
2: stairway if you will
1: so they can the go. A little
2: puppy potty, a little puppy potty spot. So.
1: I don't know about your dogs, but mine are both Springer spaniels and they love the snow. And so you you look outside and you all you'll see is their ass and their That's tail. So cute because they're they're burrowing for something imaginary yeah. or whatever. Baby they just Sherman love
2: loves the snow, but Quince is can he's totally he's like I don't really need this. I just really I would prefer to poop in the house if you'd let me. So yeah. so I was shoveling and I just I I shoveling snow is heavy and hard and I, I mean I wasn't complaining but I tweaked something or. I don't know how how to even... Anyway, There, I had a huge jolt of pain in my shoulder after about... Thank God I was at the end getting their puppy potty done because that's when it hit. And I just did something to my shoulder. I didn't hear a pop or anything. It's just a searing pain. Oh, my. So I um put the shovel down. I swore a lot. And then I stomped back inside. And it was terrible. And I got on to... uh, You know, it's interesting now you can get treatment on 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 the internet you don't have to go in telemedicine i believe they call it you can just call in or yeah
1: i've got you know, a, a uh, i've got a doctor i've got a doctor's <sighs> an annual physical uh, checkup next the end of next week and and that's going to be virtual
2: t- yeah. yeah all virtual so i had to
1: go in and get my blood work done elsewhere but then they send right. that over to the doctor and
2: yeah so I, I did that and they said, we'll make a sling, but we can't get in and see for a couple of days. So I finally went in on Tuesday um, to the doctor and uh, they did all the range of motion stuff. And it's a, he said, I have a couple of things going on, but it was really mainly just a severely strained tendon in my bicep. <laughs> you know me and my biceps, Pat. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I've never had that injury myself. <laughs>
2: So, and it's just, it's kind of a pisser because, so I'm on these anti-inflammatory meds and then here's the great thing. I got to tell you what they, what the doctor gave me. So I said, you know, it's really hard to sleep and I've been having some trouble anyway. And he's like, well, I'm going to give you some muscle relaxers. And I went, yay. So he gave me two weeks worth of muscle relaxers. I've only ever had a muscle relaxer once in my whole life. And I was a teenager and somebody's mother gave it to me. That's how irresponsible she is. I was complaining <laughs> about a sore neck and she gave it to me. And I remember sliding off the toilet. I was so relaxed I couldn't even I was like a big wad of jello for a whole day. Yeah. So I'm thinking, so I'm thinking, oh, this'll be great. I'm gonna take a muscle relaxer at night, it's gonna be awesome. These muscle relaxers suck. Man, they, I don't know why I'm going to call and go, are you sure you gave me muscle relaxers? Because these aren't doing a thing. They aren't doing anything for me.
1: They make you so, nauseous or they don't do anything?
2: No. Hmm. I take it before I go to bed and I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to like pass out and be in a coma, which is fantastic.
0: To coma? Because
2: my shoulder hurts. No, I'm tossing and turning all night. I don't think, I think they gave me candy. I don't yeah, think they gave
1: they me have. Could be placebos. You're yeah, probably because... just gonna have to stoke up on weed and and <laughs> and, and go with that.
2: <laughs> well, duh. I already have. So and
1: that that's probably yeah. gonna be more efficacious. <laughs>
2: yeah you're right and here's what's so interesting i was reading i haven't had medications in in ages but i noticed on the bottle it said this this product may cause drowsiness don't operate machinery it may be uh what's the word increased or you may feel it more alcohol or marijuana may i've never seen them put or marijuana on the pill bottle they put
1: marijuana cigarettes or just marijuana
2: Or, yeah, alcohol and a marijuana cigarette may increase this. <laughs> so, but I've never seen that on a prescription bottle. Mm. I just thought that was interesting. So, well, but I'll be well, fine. Thank you for checking on right, me well, like you did well, last uh, week.
1: I guess that takes you out of the uh, of the slot machine world for a while. Right. Maybe.
2: Well, no, yeah. no, it's my left hand. It's my oh. left hand. So, well, see. Slot so there, hands, so.
1: there is a silver lining after all. Are you ready for? You know yes. this is the time of the podcast where I tell a joke. i I'm having a special right now so you get two jokes for the price of none. <laughs> Frankie and Johnny Furniture is having a sale. Right now, you can buy three complete rooms of furniture for only $699 with only $250 down. Just $50 down on select items will put you in a great bedroom set or living room set today with no problem. All senior citizens get a 10% discount. Bad credit or no credit? No problem. Are you on welfare or Social Security? Are you newlyweds? No problem. Come see us.
2: I say, I say, I say. This is Frankie and Johnny's—a place that lets you have it with no problem. Are you ready? Really? Why? Well, can I ask you why you're doing two? I'm let's... just
1: feeling uh, benevolent and uh, okay. Just feel. I just want it... to give. I just want. I care so much, and I want to give back. And so I is thought, it
2: because? Is it like insurance? Like maybe one joke isn't as good, so you're going to automatically do two? Or I, I actually
1: uh, think both of these jokes merit individual a uh, stage. Well, you
2: should. You should spread them out, then. Don't. Like-
1: oh no no no! This, like I said, this is a special. I'd
2: like to buy a bedroom set. Do you have any credit? No, I receive Social Security and welfare.
1: You have to see the special man. It's um gonna, it's, it's just a kind of a celebration special.
0: I'd like to buy a living room set. Do you have any credit? No, I filed bankruptcy. You have to see the special man.
1: Uh, COVID, as we're speaking right now, seems to be lessening. We're on a downward okay. trend now. It's all good news. It's not all good news, but it's some good news. And okay. And here's these. I'm going to put two cherries on the top of this cake.
2: All right. Go all for right. it. I'm Here we go. I'm just thrilled hope, that you're in such a good I hope, mood. I
1: hope you like them. Here we go. So a priest was strolling down the street when a woman in a tight skirt suddenly popped out of an alleyway. Oh, no.
0: And she says... Hey, would you like a quickie for 10 bucks?
1: And the priest goes, uh, I have no idea what you mean. Uh, Leave me alone, please. And he continued on his way. Well, he goes down the street a little farther, and he's accosted by another woman in a shop doorway, and she says,
0: Hey, would you like a quickie for $10?
1: (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean, and he continues on his way. And then he comes face to face with, you guessed it, another woman outside the bank. And oh she gosh. says,
0: "Would you like a quickie for ten
1: dollars?" He goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. I I have absolutely no idea what you mean." So he's puzzled by this terminology, and so he drives to the convent. And calls on the Mother Superior, and uh, the priest says, Tell me, Mother Superior, <clears throat> uh, what is a quickie? And the Mother Superior says, $10, the same as in town. <laughs>
0: okay, that was a good one. <laughs> okay,
1: pretty good, pretty good. Okay. okay. And here's the closer Just sit
0: right back in your ear, at tale, a tale of a fateful trip.
1: A farmer goes to town. Let's see, how does this go? farmer goes to town and he buys himself a live chicken. You ever done that?
2: <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Who, who hasn't?
1: So, so, <laughs> so he's got some time to kill. And so he decides to catch a show at the local movie house. Three but the woman at the at the front desk says, No, you can't come in, sir. You you can't we don't allow live animals in the movie theater. So the guy is kind of determined to get in, you know, so he sneaks around the corner and he stuffs the chicken down his pants. And then he goes back and he tries again. And this Boy, I mean, time she
2: asked me if I've ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't ask me that. Have
1: have, have you stuffed a <laughs> live chicken down your pants nope. or dress before?
2: No, I've thought about it. But not I a, not a
1: live chicken, forget it. <laughs>
2: yeah, a rubber chicken, yeah. but not.
1: <laughs> so, but this guy does that, and then oh he, and God. this time, they, the woman says, yep, here you go. You can go on in. So, he goes that was in.
2: brilliant, brilliant.
1: And he's sitting in the theater, and two women came, and they sat down on either side of him. And he feels increasingly uncomfortable because he's got the chicken in all <laughs> down in his pants there. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: he must have really big pants on. I mean, how do you stick a chicken down uh, there?
1: Yeah, it doesn't say uh, in, in the joke as I had read it. It's read such a
2: good the movie size of that.
1: the chicken, but uh, <laughs> so the chicken is starting to get kind of restless in the heat of the theater. So the guy unzips his fly so that oh. the chicken can extend its neck. And one woman says to the other, Do you see what I see? And the woman said, I sure do, Gloria, yeah. but I'm trying to ignore it. Because if you've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> and the woman, other woman says, I'm not sure about that. But this is the first one I've ever seen that likes
0: popcorn and here on Gilligans Island